Hello everyone and welcome back to the Better Watch Horror Podcast. I'm your host Patrick. And I'm Celeste. And as always we are here to share our love of everything horror. And true crime. Apologies if we both sound terrible in this episode. We are, well you're coming off a sickness. I've just started to have one. Yep. And it's not fun. Nope. (laughs) Especially when you're trying to get content out. It is not fun. So this episode is a day late and I apologize for that. But I've just come back from a trip. Didn't wear a jumper in the cold because I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah. And now I'm starting to not feel well. Yeah. And last week when I was sick, we probably could have recorded at like the start of the week, but I just got worse and I thought I would get better. Mm, Yeah. You will get your Terrifier 2 does it sequel (laughs) this weekend. We can promise you that. No more delays. We hope. We Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed because sometimes it just doesn't work out for us. We're just cursed. Yeah, it must be. I'm talking about curses mm. and urban legends. What are we talking about today? The Blair Witch Project. You are so excited to talk about this. I know ever since we started doing this, the one horror movie that you've always wanted to see is The Blair Witch Project. Yeah. And well, even before we did this, I always wanted to watch it. Mm, and it being such like a uh, iconic film and how it's one of those, it's like the uh, found footage film. It's not yeah. one of them. It it's is the. It's the pinnacle. Yeah. And the marketing campaign that it had was incredible. Like for the 90s, it would have been incredible. Yeah. Like you don't see this as much anymore in these days. And so, like creative and stuff. Mm, so these people were handing out missing person leaflets of the actual cast members. So it looks real as, uh, as to these people were actually missing. Yeah. A website, which 1999 would have probably blown everyone's mind yeah uh message boards and chat rooms they would enter these and just talk about the Blair Witch being in mind that the Blair Witch is not a real it's not a real urban legend they yeah. just made it up but it was very believable yeah and they also released a documentary I think before the film was released and also the trailer as well yeah yeah as I said great marketing campaign but for me I felt like the movie was a little bit overhyped I think I was expecting a bit more Look, I think I was very happy with it because I have this thing where I really look forward to watching movies and they end up letting me down and I get really sad about it. Like Americans. Yeah, I was about to say that's an example we could use. Because I was so excited to watch that movie for the first time and when we finished it and I was like, I hated that and I never want to watch it ever again. Which is crazy because that's one of the best movies ever. I know, but so then I was really worried that this would be the same because I was so excited. Yeah. And I don't, I think that, I don't think it's as as talked about now and overhyped now. Like, I feel like no one really cares about it Whereas, now. like, if At you... At the time, in the late 90s, early 2000s, mm. yeah, of course. Yeah, but when you talk about the Blair Witch and you're being a horror fan, everyone <laughs> talks about it. Like, I remember when I was like, yeah, I'm majorly into horror films, but I've never seen Blair Witch. People are like, how the fuck have you not seen the Blair Witch yet? Like, yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, everyone, w- everyone would have seen it when it, like, mm. came out because we have a lot of older friends. Yeah. But, yeah, like, I don't think it was or is overhyped. I think it is the perfect amount. Like, don't get me wrong. I think it's an amazing f- movie. I just think for the marketing campaign that it had, it, like... It, it probably I was expecting a little bit more, maybe to s- see the Blair Witch, yeah, see it in its entirety, and then you go out throughout this whole movie. Like it's chilling, it's scary, 
and I like I feel something. I think I had one scene I was having goosebumps. Yeah. And the way the the directors were like teasing the cast members and like Messing some of these like because the whole movie's improv basically yeah. most of it like the directors and like other like behind the scenes casts they were like doing things behind the scenes that were scaring the actual actors yeah and we get some genuine reactions in these movies which we will talk about yeah and i love that but i think for me like you're talking about an urban legend and you're talking about this like ghostly witch thing i just feel like i would have loved to have seen it yeah at the end but i think i was just more disappointing in how this movie ended well that's your opinion Mm. and a lot of people can hate my opinion but it's mine look i think it would be different had we been more conscious than a one-year-old at the time like if we were older and we saw all the marketing and saw the movie like we like we would both be really spooked oh 100% but it's not the same now because it's it's just not yeah and we're desensitized to a lot of shit from the shitty world we live in yeah exactly very much so like the only marketing campaigns where i feel like it's people have gone to see these movies are terrified too with the sick bags and yeah. everyone saying that people were passing out and throwing up during the movie which it is a fucking graphic film but to us we're like no, it didn't make me pass out it didn't make me throw up like i'm used to seeing these we were things. laughing it was funny it's a <laughs> hilarious movie i love it um and another one that also brought out the six ba- sick bags recently was Sore X. I heard some cinemas around yeah. the world were throwing out sick bags, which I think for one trap I would have been like, yeah, okay, because there was one trap in that film that made me like, um, yeah, like gag Cringe. a little, and that's hard to do for me. Yeah, and I feel like Saw is the only franchise that's made me gag. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like producers and movie makers now just don't really market movies anymore because it's just too hard. Like the only Thing they can do to market is just make a trailer and put it out there because we live in a world where people just ruin things yeah like everything comes out beforehand yeah like nothing's exciting anymore i think the only exciting things we've had is the stranger things like no one's ruined that yeah. no one's come out and like hacked it or found yeah. out what's going on but in i remember when scream 6 came out everything was ruined. it was leaked which other Scream movies have been leaked before, but, like, just let people be surprised. Let people go to these movies to f- not know what's going on. Yeah. And with this marketing program, thinking that these actors really died, like, Heather Donahue's mother got a sympathy card from a family member. Like a distant relative. Yeah, her mother did because they, they thought, thought she, she was actually, was actually dead. Well, they don't and know that they're dead. They just think they're missing. Yeah, and it was crazy because the three leads during the film actually believed the Blair Witch was real because mm. they were told to stay in character and learning that they had, if it was getting too real, the safe word they had was taco. Yeah. Like that, that was clever. That was clever. And not only the actors thinking that this was real, like numerous fans traveling to Maryland where this film takes place, they were convinced that the Blair Witch was real as well. Yeah. Like it is crazy. So let's get into who directed this. So it was directed by Daniel Merrick and Edward Eduardo Sanchez. It was also written by the two and Heather Donahue as well, who was uncredited. And it stars Heather Donahue, Michael C. Williams and Joshua Leonard, which I love in this movie that they use their actual names. Which they did in Paranormal Activity as well. Mm, with Micah and 
which we can't remember. I, I literally, I, I have the worst brain today. Yeah, I think we both do at the <laughs> moment. While you're looking that up, I'll go through. The runtime is an hour and 21 minutes. The budget it had, which we got, was a $60,000 estimated on IMDb, but you can't go off that. I've learned that. So we watched the kill count that Dead Me made, and it was actually made for 35000 Oh, that's very different. Yeah, very different, <laughs> vastly. And it was grossed, grossed in the US and Canada. It made $140.5 million. Its opening weekend in the US and Canada had $1.5 million, and the gross worldwide was $248.6 million. That is crazy. So I think this is the first lower budget film that we're talking about that's made that much mo- uh, money. Yeah. And this film was actually a part of the Guinness World Record uh, Records book for top budget box office ratio for a mainstream film. It had the ratio of a dollar spent for every $10,931 made. That is crazy. Mm. And as I said, for me thinking it's a little bit overhyped, but it's worth a watch. Like I could sit there and watch this again. Yeah. Which I have watched it twice now. One <laughs> to experience it because we're starting to do that again. And one to get the notes. Yeah. So the synopsis for this film is three film students enter the Maryland forest to film a documentary on the local Blair Witch legend, but are never heard from again. A year later, their footage was found. So it's just all POV shots through the whole movie. So It's amazing. <laughs> my favourite thing. The good old POV shot, but mine's more the, I still think my favourite's the sniper rifle in Wolf Creek. Oh, that's all. a different type of shot. Mm, but I think that that's just, if we talk about POV shots, that's my favourite of all time. Okay. Well, without further ado, shall we start off? Yes. So this film starts off with like a title card or a, um, can't remember the like, like a description it. card or something Yeah, like. which is basically the synopsis of the film. And we first meet Heather in her house and we also meet Joshua and Mike. So they're our three main characters who we just see throughout this whole film. We meet at the very start and they're like getting all their camera equipment, getting it all ready and getting ready to head off to Maryland. And I love the scenes of them interviewing the locals about the Blair Witch legend. Yeah, it was so fun. Like, even one of the stories was about a real-life serial killer. Yeah. Who would take kids into a basement by twos, make one look into the corner while he killed one. And then would kill the other And then would turn his attention to the other one. Yeah. And it just starts this whole thing of, like, what could the Blair Witch really be? And at one point in this film, I was like, holy shit, is this a real urban (laughs) legend? Uh, So, not much really happens the first day they're there. As I said, they're interviewing the locals. They're hearing about all these stories. Then they go into like their hotel room, have a few drinks, maybe a bit of a joint as well. And they talk about how successful the first day was. And shit doesn't really start happening until they enter the woods. Yeah, which makes sense. Yeah, which does make sense. And while they're entering the woods, they get another story from locals where they talk about this little girl walked into the woods and was gone for three days and came back on her grandmother's porch just one day all of a sudden and was talking about how she had met this woman that uh had her feet weren't touching the ground basically she was like soaring through the air yeah so yeah the three enter into the woods they go down the trail again not much really happens in the first day yeah while they're on the trail 
Um, I do love the chemistry these three have. It feels like they're genuinely really friends. Yeah. But there is that sort of like Heather's a bit of like... A control freak. Yeah, she's like, I'm doing it my way. It has to be done. Basically how I feel sometimes I am towards you about the podcast. It's like, it's going to be done <laughs> this way. your way or the highway. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and like the first, first day in the woods finishes and they set up camp and they wake up and Heather's talking about how if anyone heard like this cracking sound in the middle of the night and Joshua was explaining that he heard like a cackling or... Like a witch's giggle. Like. Mm, but he par- palms it off like... Probably just an owl or something. Yeah, some sort of animal. Mm. And while this has happened, they're like walking around the woods and they're starting to notice that maybe Heather doesn't know where they're going. Yeah. And they're asking her like, are we lost? She's like, no, 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 I know where we're going. And this is where Mike is starting to really get a bit testy and antsy. Yeah. Like he's starting to lose it a bit. And he's like, just tell me if you've gotten us lost. And she's like, no, 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 I know exactly where we're going. And they end up like climbing this tree trunk to get over to the other side of this river where they lose their dat and a camera, I'm pretty sure, which they do find the next day. Yeah. And they also do fall in the water though. And then they're all mad that their feet are wet. Mm. And when they get to the other side, they find these piles of rocks, which are led to believe are like a legend towards the Blair Witch. But again, I'm very thankful that I watched the 10 meet video because I found out more that I didn't even find out before. Yeah, and I think it was just more that it was like ritualistic the way that they were all placed. It wasn't mm. pointing to her or but whatever. But what James was saying in the kill count was there's seven piles of rocks which could be for the seven kids that were killed by that serial killer, oh. which I didn't even think about. That makes sense. And while they're looking at it and they get like the 16 mil camera, Josh ends up knocking one of them over and she's, and Heather's like, holy shit, probably shouldn't have done that. And she like puts it back together and kisses it. And she's like, well, we can't be too careful. Yeah. And so they set up camp, they have a fire, they have dinner, they're having jokes. It's like typical nineties, that typical nineties feeling. But then again, we wouldn't know. I was (laughs) one when this movie came out and this is, kind of the first night that we really start to hear the noises so they're hearing like the cracking of uh twig snapping mm, and which we learned was the directors doing it for fun to scare them mm. loved it so mostly the night time when they're having these reactions they're real yeah because they actually didn't know but it was getting to a point where the actors were not as more scared they were just getting annoyed yeah because it was always happening which is fair yeah so Again, we wake up to the next morning. Joss believes it's just someone trying to mess with them. And Heather is really believing that it could be something to do with the Blair Witch. And this is also making Mike get even more frustrated with the two of them. And they continue to walk. They do a map check because they're like, I'm serious, Heather. You've probably got us lost. And she's like adamant that like, no, yeah, I haven't. And this is the point where Mike's like, I just want to go home because they're on... The day that they're supposed to be heading home. Like, this is the day they're going back to the car. Yeah. And they're trying to find the car. Mm. But they never find it. They're yeah. still stuck in the woods. And they're just getting even more angrier by the moment. Like, especially Mike is. Yeah. So, nighttime hits again. And this is where we find out that they did end up losing the dat and their camera. And they'll go find it again. And just like the night before... 
uh, Heather starts to hear the cracking noises again. And I think the boys are believing that they're blaming it on deer at this time. Yeah. But Heather's like, that's not a deer. Mm. Like their, their footprints are like way too big sounding to be a deer. Yeah. Cause they're hearing footprints at this, uh, footsteps at this yeah. time. You can't eat footprints. <laughs> And when they wake up in the morning, Heather notices there's three piles of rocks in front of them, like one to represent each of them. Yeah. And Josh is like freaking out now. He's like, are you sure that they were there before? They weren't there before. She's like, no, I'm positive. And he's like, no, I believe they were there. We just camped here and uh, didn't realize they were there. Coincidentally put the tent perfectly in the middle of these three rocks really Mm. and this is where the boys are both starting to get annoyed that heather is filming everything because she is always on this camera like yeah there is never a moment where heather is not either on the camera or using the camera yeah and they're like can we just be serious for a second and we need to try and get home stop Mm. filming yeah exactly but she wants to film so that she records them like being mean to her as like proof yeah (laughs) And this is where we find out Heather doesn't have the map anymore. She asks Josh if he has it, but he doesn't have it. And the tension between these three starts, it's starting to hit the fan slowly as we go on. I think that's what I liked about this movie. Like the slow digression of their mental stability as this movie goes on and they get even more lost into the woods. I love that. And I think it's represented very well. Yeah, really well. So... Josh and Heather are continuing to argue and now Mike is the one trying to calm the situation, whereas beforehand it was Josh. Yeah. And they just keep walking in one direction to hope that they will get back to the car soon. And, oh, well, this is where, sorry, I probably jumped forward a bit. Josh is now starting to stress that they were supposed to be back home this day as he states that people are going to start noticing that they're missing. Which is a good thing. Because mm, he's talking about, like, my girlfriend will now be wondering where I am and... People will come looking for us. Like, Mm. we're fine. If we get lost, people will come looking for us because they know where we went. And I think this is at the point they walk across another river and all their feet are wet and Mike starts to laugh uncontrollably, which is, like, the first sign of him. He's lost it. Yeah, and, like, but he's starting to maybe be a bit normal again. And Heather again asks for the map, but, like, Josh again, he's trying not to get angry, but he's starting to get even more frustrated says he doesn't have it and he just doesn't want to yell at her. And this is where we learn Mike has kicked the map into the creek because he believed it was useless. But the day before. When the they day before. No. first had their argument. Yeah. No, the same day. Oh, is it so the same in the day? morning they didn't realise, they couldn't find the map in the morning and now later in the day Mike has told oh. him that he kicked it yesterday into yeah. the creek because it was useless and this makes Heather and Josh uncontroll- yeah, uncontrollably mad. And they start to like almost like hit him, which he would because tension is now at an all-time high. Because now they actually don't know where they are. Yeah. And then as the movie progresses on this day, we hear Mike shout out to everyone from like somewhere else in the woods and he's like, you've got to come see this. And we see all these like symbols tied in sticks. I don't know what it looks like. Like a pentagram, Mm. like a star shape. Yeah. It's on the cover of the movie. Yeah. Or like a stick figure. Mm. Almost. Yeah. That's what I was thinking, stick figure, stick figure. Like as to represent all the people that maybe have been killed or have an encounter. I don't know. With the Blair Witch. I don't know. And the boys want to get out of there, but Heather, as always. Keeps filming. Keeps filming. This is where Mike starts to yell out for help, but Heather tells him it's no use as she finally admits that they are lost and she doesn't know what to do. 
that night they don't light a fire because Mike believes that whatever is making the noise around him and is figuring out where they are, it's because of the fires. That's how this is happening. Because they can see through the night that Mm. the fire's on. But this night the noises become more of a whisper of like little kids laughing and talking outside the tent. And this is where, where we talked about the directors started to shake the tent. Yeah. And the all three of them run out of the tent, like freaking out. And there's at one point Heather is like screaming like, what the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? And it was funny, again, going back to the kill count we watched on this, that it was the art director, I think, of the film was in like, had white pantyhose on his head. And was running around. And woods. running around, which scared Heather Donahue. Which is fair enough. Mm. Would have been a funny sight, though, to be honest. It probably would have been, but it's dark, so I think anyone would have been fucking freaked out. Yeah. And now the panic is starting to set in. That they're lost and they can't go home. Mm. So that morning they head back to their campsite where they found they find out everyone's shit's been thrown around and Josh notices that he's got, like, this blue slime all over his shit. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know what the hell that is. And this is where Mike is like, Again, he's trying to get the camera off Heather. He's like, stop filming. Just stop. You don't have to film anything. And then Josh finally loses it. He's like off screen crying. And Mike's talking to Heather like, just leave him alone. Don't put the camera in his face. Don't do anything. Yeah. I believe at this point he's asking for a cigarette. And they're like, we don't have any. Like we're all out. We're all out. He's like, ah, fuck it. (laughs) The boys don't really want to set up camp for another night, but. Heather is adamant to keep walking. And I think this is where the fear would set in for a lot of people watching this movie because they've done, they're walking around and they realize they've just done a massive circle because before they walked across another log to get to the other side of the creek again, and they've now just they've come back. They've just come back. So they've realized they've just done one giant circle. And this is where Josh is like, he's lost it now. He's yeah. done. And he starts to give. Heather a bit of a, her own medicine and he's pointing the camera in her face. Yeah. And he's going off at her to the point she's like in tears and he's like, what are you going to do? Like, like this is your motivation. Yeah. Like get us out of here. We're lost. We don't have a map. We're hungry. And this is where Heather like blurts out that this is all she has left. Like this documentary is all she has. Yeah. And she just wants it to be perfect. Yeah. And that night they're back in the tent and they're starting to apologize to each other. And this is like the first sign that they're trying to be friends again. So when they wake up the next morning, they realize Josh is missing. He's just gone. They don't know where they are. Disappeared. And Heather and Mike are yelling out to him. Obviously no sign, no voices, no nothing. So they're starting to freak out. And at one point Heather asks Mike how he feels about walking A different like direction east. now. And I love the Wizard of Oz terminology that he uses. He's like, which we could... Which was worse, the Wicked Witch of the East or the Wicked Witch of the West? <laughs> it was obviously the West, so Mike goes, all right, we'll head East. <laughs> so like, funny. I, yeah, I like that. And at this point, they're both try, just trying to make, uh, like, the best situation out of a shit situation, really. Yeah, so they're, like, joking about, like, what they're eating right now and, like, trying to just make each other laugh and, like, get through this really hard time. Yeah, and... That night, they start hearing the distant screams of someone who they believe is Josh, but we don't know. Yeah, it's just screams. It's just screams. So then we cut to the next morning, 
where Heather wakes up and she notices that there's a bundle of sticks out the front of the tent that have been tied with... Josh's flannel. Yeah. Or material from Josh's flannel. So she freaks out. Mm, and, like, it, this movie cuts to, like, Mike sitting there just rocking back and forth because he's like, I'm finally done. Yeah. And he's, like, trying to make her laugh. He's like, I found cigarettes at the bottom of my bag. <laughs> like, we know we're alive because we're smoking. <laughs> that type of thing and they share one together while they're like comforting each other and Heather ends up going back to these bundles of sticks where she opens it up and when she opens up the flannel there's the hair blood and teeth of Josh in the middle of it and she fucking just screams yeah but doesn't tell Mike no doesn't tell him at all because she's like washing her hands in the and Mike's river. like are you all right what are you doing she's like I'm washing my hands you were right she's like yeah yeah everything's fine i was like wouldn't that be something you tell him but then again at the same time you don't really want to freak him out do you yeah he he, she needed to be able to lose it for a little bit so he could look after her losing it Mm, and then it's at this point we get that iconic scene of like when you think of horror movie iconic scenes you probably think of the scene where heather has the camera pointed to herself and she's just apologizing to everyone and snotting everywhere snotting everywhere (laughs) bawling her eyes out she's blaming everything on herself like she's like i wish i wasn't so adamant about this being perfect and this being right and now we've lost josh and like i'm sorry to josh's mom and girlfriend i'm sorry to mike's parents and my parents and yeah and like obviously when i see this scene i think of scary movies straight away yeah so that's where i first would have seen it yeah same and there's been a lot of parodies like i'm pretty sure snl have done one even like Kids cartoon shows I was watching, like Scooby-Doo, Total Drama Island as a kid. They've done it as well. So I'm pretty sure this is the final night where they hear the screams and it does sound like Josh and he's like telling them to like follow his voice and like come to him. I would be like, "Uh, I think the heck not. But then again, you've got nothing to do. You're just stuck in the woods. I wouldn't run towards a weird voice going, follow my voice. Mm. Like if if my friend went missing and we're following this witch and he hasn't, we haven't seen him for days and now he's like, oh, follow the sound of my voice. I'd be like, I'm going the opposite way, bro. I do not trust you. You are not my friend. That is fair. (laughs) That is fair because they end up walking and they find an abandoned house which they investigate and there's like a lot of like scripture on the walls and like all these bloodied hands from kids as well. Yeah. And... As they're going through the house, you're still hearing the screams of Josh. Uh, They end up going upstairs and then somehow the voice travels downstairs. Yeah, so then they run down the stairs. Well, Mike runs down first while Heather is hysterically like screaming. Which I'm going to say, I hate these screams of hers. Mm. They really annoy me and I don't know why, but I think it's just because she's just screaming. Yeah. For so long and I hate Screaming. Yeah. <laughs> that is fair. <laughs> and like she just keeps screaming and Mike is not listening and stopping for you screaming. So shut the up. <laughs> you didn't want to say the F word there? No, because that's how mad I am. That I didn't even want to swear. <laughs> that's that's awesome. So yeah, Mike hen- ends up going downstairs and this is where we see his camera just get knocked and hit the ground, which then we cut to Heather's camera on the 16 mil, which I love how the 16 mil is in all black and white. Yeah, it looks cool. While the other, like, camcorder's all in colour. Yeah. And I love flicking between the both of them. 
And yeah, so Heather ends up walking downstairs. She gets to where Mike is, sees he's just looking directly in the corner of the room while her camera gets knocked down. And this is where the movie ends. So yeah, I would have loved to have seen maybe a glimpse of the Blair Witch and what she looked like. But at the same time, then it just leaves you to the imagination of what it could look like. And that's the thing too. I feel like they couldn't show because she's just a legend. Like you don't even know if it's true or not. It could be ghosts. It could be something else. Yeah, true. Like, so it might not be the Blair Witch. Yeah, that is fair. Well, exciting news. This movie did make the fuck of her. <laughs> Finally. Yeah, I haven't had many films make the... Well, recent films that we've covered make the fuckometer. Um, I forgot to say in All Hallows Eve one that it did, but I'll update it when we do the Terrifier one and two where yeah. that one landed. I even wrote rules after a year and a half of doing <laughs> this bloody counting of fucks. I finally have rules, which I will say now so that there is no more confusion. Rule one: no mumbling or mouthing. Uh, I'm trying to say this while sick. It's doing my head in. I'll try again. Number one, no mumbling or mouthing of the word has to be said. Yeah. Number two, no F-bombs from background music. None from songs that we know. Just basically nothing background-ish unless it is said by a character. Yeah. Uh, Three, no franchises as a whole will be counted. They will all be individual films. Yeah. Uh, I know for some horror ranks movies we haven't done many. It's kind of hard to try and do them all. Well, it was hard for the Ozploitation one because that was yeah. 30 plus movies. Yeah. So if we ever get to cover some of those movies that we did see in that rankings, I will count them then. Yeah. Uh, number four, all interpretations of the word fuck are included. Number five, there has to be a minimum of 15 included on the list. And number six... No extended or unrated cuts will be counted. Theatrical movies only. only. It's only fair. That is only fair. Some movies don't get the extended cut. No. And that's not their fault. I remember when we were doing Halloween, that uh, Boo Redo, and I didn't have subtitles, so I had to, like, really fucking listen. Yeah. And uh, I ended up finding a video. I think the guy's name was Joe Blow Originals. And halfway through the video, because I was counting him and I was like, I'll see if I'm up to where he is. Oh, no, it was for this. No, it was for Halloween. Oh, did you do it for for Halloween as well? No, it wasn't for this. This was fine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. And I realized he was 10 ahead of me. And I was like, that makes no sense because some of these F words And we'd only just started the movie. Like it was like 10 minutes in. Mm. And I realized he was doing the extended version, not the theatrical version. So... I'll always have the theatrical versions only. Yeah. And I hope that now makes sense of how these films have counted. And now it's been over a year and a half and I've done like little bits of rules there, but now I have finally written them down. (laughs) And now hopefully finally makes sense. So Blair Witch has taken out the second spot with 162. Still nowhere near first place. I don't think anything will be near first place. I actually recounted first place. Just in case. Just in case and added six more yeah. than originally there was. Yeah. Because, yes, I can go on IMDb and there's counters for F-bombs there. But, but it's not true. It's not accurate. Because it says that it's F-bomb counters. But we have figured out that I think it's just like profanity in general. Yeah. because So it includes like bitch and shit. Yeah. So... 
when we did Christmas, bloody Christmas, if any original fans out there can remember when we used to do first reactions with no clips in there. The good old days. The good old days. Uh, when we did that movie, I remember looking on IMDb and they're like, there are 468 words of uses of the word fuck. And I was like, I'll still count it anyway. And there's only 396. Yeah. Because they were counting shit, bitch. And but didn't say a couple that. of uh, words C's. I will not say. Yeah. A couple of C's as well. <laughs> but yeah, second place for Blair Witch. Which is a l- higher up than I thought it would be. Yeah. But I think when I ended up watching it and I looked on the cover and it was like strong coarse language, I was like, okay, I'm in for a treat now. Well, anyway, that has been our thoughts on the Blair Witch. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, apologies for the sickness. <laughs> Can't help it, sadly. But we wanted to get this out to you as quick as we possibly could. Terrified 2 Does It Sequel comes out on Sunday. Yep. Which we are looking forward to finally, finally. <laughs> having out to you. And then the next week we will have a Horror Ranks video for you, which I'm excited for <laughs> because it is my favourite horror movie franchise of all time. And that is the only clue I'll give you. <laughs> which you probably might know if you're an OG. Yeah, because I talk about it a lot and I'm <laughs> so excited. I'm looking at him right now. <laughs> Love you. Jesus Christ. Love him. Big dog, love them. Well, little dog, because he's little. I'm going to try swear, and make it a little bit easier. I swear, yeah, I every know. time we do a podcast and you chuck in clues, you just make them so easy. Mm. Well, <laughs> if I made it easy, let me know. <laughs> anyway, you can follow us on Instagram at Better Watch Horror Pod. Uh, TikTok, BWH Pod. Twitter, official BWH Pod. Gmail. Better watch horrorpod at gmail.com. Yeah, that's where you can give us reviews. Tell us if you love us. Tell us if you hate us. Please don't, I'll cry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll both cry. Don't hurt We're my sensitive. feelings. We're <laughs> uh, And as always, you can follow us on YouTube, which help us out there because we're almost at 100 subscribers. Ooh. Crazy. Can we also say thank you to everyone who's been watching the Mick Taylor Wolf Creek video? I mean, it is now our <laughs> most popular video ever. It's over 600 views, which is, that's That's huge. crazy for us. That's huge for us. Sure, the view retention's not that great, but. We'll take what we can get. I'll take the 600 views. Like, tell me, I would love to make the videos more entertaining if people want to watch them more. But the only way we can get better is by. You telling us. Yeah. <laughs> advice. Give me <laughs> advice. And I'll try and make them as more entertaining as I can. But anyway, that has been us. Again, thank you for listening. You could have chosen any horror movie podcast out there to listen to, but you chose to listen to us, so I thank you. And we will see you on Sunday, I guess. Bye.